Hello guys, David Vos here. Oh man, well it's still cloudy out here in Alabama. Hope you're having a wonderful day where you are. Alright guys, take a look at this. U.S. says Ukraine is going to fall within just days. Russia will win. Well guys, that was a headline in Newsweek. I guess like a year ago or something, when they first were going in and they were surrounding Kiev. And, you know, Newsweek is part of the media and they were touting this concept that Russia was going to win. We kind of forgot that. So they can switch on a dime as to who they're promoting or who they say. Because, I mean, when they say somebody's going to win like that, definitively, then you can pretty much, you know take it to the bank, that that's who they're wanting. Or are they? In other words, that's who they want you to think they want. But that's just to lead you off the path. All this gets convoluted, friends. They know in their own heart and in their own mind what they're going to do. They got this all planned. And I believe they're going to use Putin and the Russian army to devastate the world in preparation for the New World Order. I think that Russia will completely run over Ukraine sometime in the spring, sometime after April, maybe April, May, June, in that time frame. And the world will rejoice when Russia removes the Ukraine. And then... Russia will go into Europe, perhaps. And maybe as far as France or, or Britain. And, of course, there's going to be a lot of things going down. And it ain't going to be fun to watch. It ain't going to be easy. We're going to have some rough times. But one of the things that they're going to use to kind of galvanize the world behind what they're doing is the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world that is scheduled to happen 1st of April, sometime around that time. So, what this video is going to be about is, I'm going to give you lots of arguments for what I've just said. But one of the main arguments is that Tyson Fury will be the next heavyweight champion of the world, not Usyk, who is Ukrainian. So, um, Talk Sport says, Prediction. Promoter Eddie Hearn backs Alexander Usyk. Well, he would, because he's the promoter. In an undisputed heavyweight world title fight with Tyson Fury. But says it wouldn't be a very good watch. Hmm. Last weekend, Usyk put on a masterful performance to beat Joshua. Anthony Joshua, by split decision in their rematch and defend his WBA, WBO, and IBF world titles while adding the Ring Magazine belt to his collection. And there it is. You probably remember, I don't know, some of you may remember that I did a video on that. And I watched both fights. Um, Anthony Joshua is six foot six or six seven, I can't remember. He's a bodybuilder. He is huge. He's a giant. 
He punches very strong. He beat Vladimir Klitschko. And he is a very good fighter. But this little guy, this guy from the Ukraine, waltzes in there. They do 12 rounds twice. I thought it was fairly even, both fights. But I believe that Anthony Joshua actually won the second fight. I would even, I wouldn't bat an eyelash if somebody said he won the first fight. It was kind of even and it was hard to, to, I mean, you know, one of the things that makes it look like Usyk's doing better than he is, is he punches real fast. Boom, 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 boom. And it looks like he's making some clever moves and all of that. Well, the problem is, is that all of his little slaps are never going to knock out this big behemoth, Anthony Joshua. So if you just let the fight go, eventually Anthony Joshua is going to win. And if it was a real fight, Anthony Joshua would have grabbed him and threw him over the ropes. Or, or sat on him or something. But granted, Usyk may be a good boxer. But if you watch the fight, Anthony Joshua was quite the boxer himself. And went 12 rounds. So I'll... I'll, I'll Everybody's been saying how terrible Anthony Joshua was and he's over, he's washed up. But I keep saying, this has got to be propaganda because if Usyk is supposed to be, he's touted as the greatest fighter in the world, on what grounds? He's had two fights with the world champion. He just jumped right on in there like they gave him the fight, right? Like he didn't have to earn it, really. I mean... Yeah, he was a cruiserweight. And a lot of these boxers that become heavyweight champions come up from cruiserweight. Holyfield did that. There were quite a few fighters that became heavyweight champion of the world that came up through the cruiserweight. Which is kind of interesting that that would happen. Because usually cruiserweights are not over maybe 6'2 or 6'3. And they're usually thin. They're not bodybuilders. But of all these supposed cruiserweights that became heavyweight champions. They've always been, in my opinion, a little bigger than Usyk. And I've watched Usyk fight, and I didn't see the great talent that they're claiming. But if he is the greatest talent that ever existed on this earth, how is it that this washed-up, no-good fighter, Anthony Joshua, went 12 rounds with him and about knocked him out, I think, in the eighth or ninth round and held his own through every one of the rounds. So I say if Usyk is the best fighter in the world and if you are going to insist that he beat Joshua, then Joshua must be number two in the world. And that would be a feat because Joshua, if he's that good of a boxer and he's that big, there's no way he could have ever lost. So, to start with, there's something funny going on. I knew that a couple of three months ago when they had this fight last year. I watched both of them. You know, I'm a very big boxing fan, and especially the heavyweight boxers. I don't see why they're lavishing all this praise upon Usyk other than the fact that he's from the Ukraine. 
And right now, the entire world is in worship Ukraine mode. Like anything from the Ukraine, we worship it. And then you get to thinking about the prior heavyweight champion of the world. Two of them, they were brothers, one of which is now the governor of Kiev, Ukraine. And his brother stands by his, his side, has always stood by his side. They're, they're like twins, basically. And these guys are both like six foot six or something like that. I think Klitschko is six foot seven. But they're very Ukraine. And it's like, okay, out of all the countries of the world, the heavyweight boxers are either from the United States, the champions. They're always from the United States, like Mike Tyson and others, Holyfield. Or they're from Britain. Or they're from the Ukraine, usually. And that alone should tell you something. That it's like, why would those three countries be the only ones that always seems to manage to be, to win? And it's because they have methods, you know, kind of like when you go to a casino, the house always wins. There's no apparent reason why they always win, except they have some small advantage. And over time, they will always win. It's like this in boxing. There's a lot of bets that are carried on in boxing and there's a lot of money to be made not just with bets and stuff like this but once you get a heavyweight boxer that's a champion and everybody expects him to win then they promote him they make a lot of money on sales uh, pay-per-view and stuff like this but they also make a lot of money with commercialism so it's a big business so they're going to hedge their bets they're not going to let their big star lose they're going to make it easier for this particular big star. First of all, they can set up fights that they know he won't lose when they want to, unless they want him to lose. And even if they have to pair him up with somebody that maybe could win, what they do is they give him every advantage. They, if, if he's about to get knocked out, they'll ring the bell and say it was over. If he falls down, they'll claim it's over, that he's, he can't get back up when maybe they don't even let him try to get back up. They're just little things that they can do. And I guarantee there's even more sinister things that they do. One of the things that they do, and I do believe they do it a lot, especially with the heavyweight championship on the line, and if the other guy that they don't want to win starts to look like he's going to win, I believe they rub some kind of oil or Vaseline kind of thing on the glove and then they have some sort of grit or graphene or something that's in that grease and that causes friction in such a way that they can get the other person's face to start bleeding or there could be a slight tiny little tear on the knuckle that you don't notice and when they punch you, I mean, like maybe near the end when they think that their fighter needs a little help. And that little rip can slash a person's face. They have ways of doing it. Or if their person goes down and barely makes it back up, they prolong the count and they let him get back up. He's staggering around, but they let it continue. Then when the bell rings, you know, he's probably going to be tired, right? So what they do is they put smelling salts under his nose to wake him up. It's kind of like a drug. And then he gets a new 
um, breath, you know, he, he kind of gets a reset. But they have their ways, and yes, it's never completely cinched. They cannot, well, I mean, they could, or in some, in some cases, they can pay somebody to take a fall. And I do believe that happens. I watched that fight with Canelo Golovkin oh, a few months, couple of months ago, and I think that's what they did. I do believe they made an agreement to go the 12 round and give it to Canelo. And they did it, why? Because they knew they would never get to fight again and Golovkin's getting ready to retire and I think, and, and, and they just wanted to make this big payday. You know, number three, Golovkin, Canelo, number three, and they make all these money, millions of dollars, and they just agree that, well, I either, you know, we both fight 12 rounds, make it look for good for both of us, for our posterity, but I'll, I'll lose, but this, like, a hundred million dollars comes their way in all this commercial ads and, and, and pay-per-view and stuff like this. They get paid very well to take a knee. So they are controlling. And talking about Canelo. Now, remember, Canelo, his promoter is this Eddie Hearn, which we're going to talk about here. This is a crux of the matter here. There's different promoters. And I don't think they like Eddie Hearn all of a sudden. There's something going on there. He's going to be the one that's on the way out. They're going to take him out and his fighters because there's a more important thing that they need to take care of and that is to promote a particular fighter and that is Tyson Fury. And I love Tyson Fury and and it, it saddens my heart. And I don't think Tyson himself is really involved in this. I think the promoters and the people up at the top are, are the ones doing all the shenanigans. And I could be completely wrong about this in some ways or another, but I think to some extent, there's probably a lot about what I'm about to say that's true. But this Eddie Hearn is the promoter of Golovkin, which fought Alvarez Canelo. Well, it doesn't matter which one wins or loses, Eddie Hearn wins, because he promotes them both. But he's getting ready for Golovkin to sort of retire, and they wanted to make Canelo Alvarez so famous and great, the greatest of all time, make a lot of money off of all the commercial ads and everything like this. So I used to wonder how in the world Canelo always wins all of his fights. I was watching, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, last year, when he fought Billy Joe Sanders. And I really like Billy Joe Saunders, too. He's one of my favorite fighters. And he was going along. I don't think he'd ever lost a fight. And, and, and I just like watching him fight. And they were interviewing before the fight. And they were talking. He says, well, you think you win? And he's like, no, I don't think I can win. I'm going up against the greatest, Calvo Canelo, right? I'll probably lose. I mean, he was being sarcastic. And I was watching this. I was thinking, he's almost... You could tell that he knew that he couldn't win. That somehow it was rigged. Did it, he he was just going in there to get some money. And after the fight, of course, he did lose. And after the fight, he took off. He's gone now. I guess he's going to return to boxing at some point. But I don't know. But he took all this time off. It really threw him for a loop or something. I don't know whether it's all orchestrated or what. But if you watch that fight. I think it only went like eight rounds or I can't remember exactly, something like eight rounds and then they stopped the fight. 
Well, Billy Joe Saunders was winning. If Canelo Alvarez is so great, how come Billy Joe Saunders is winning like almost six out of the eight rounds, five out of the eight rounds, and, and was doing a very good job? And kind of showing off and, and making Canelo look bad. So I knew that they weren't going to have that. They're just not going to have that. They're going to find a way to make Canelo win. And so all of a sudden, eighth or ninth round, he comes out there. I think it was eighth round. And he punches him to the side. And you could tell it really hurt. And then, boom, he punched him right in the eye. And that was it. He went back to the corner at the end of the seventh or eighth round. I don't remember which it was. And they stopped the fight. They said that he broke his socket. Well, it didn't look good. It was all puffy and everything. But I don't know whether it really broke the socket. But they took him out. Now, there's no proof that Billy Joe Saunders was really that injured. They had to pull him out. Maybe he was told he had to. And, you know, because your promoters, your trainers, and all these guys, they pretty much tell you what you're going to do or you're not going to do. And if you disagree with them or whatever, they may not give you another shot, right? So you got to like, okay, we'll give you another shot down the road. Don't you worry. We're, we're, we're orchestrating this for a reason, Billy. We're going to bring you back after Canelo's gone or whatever. You'll be the big shot later. Maybe they told him that. I don't know. But he agreed to, you know, he didn't protest and say, I want to fight. You know, they just stopped the fight. But I was watching that reruns and thinking, what happened? Why did they stop this fight? And then it hit me. I started watching some other Canelo fights. Like, well, it was about, a, I don't know, a couple, three days ago. This guy, Liam um, Smith, he was fighting uh, Eubank, Chris Eubank. And everyone was saying, Chris Eubank is going to win. It's going to be easy. Some were saying, that's oh, 50-50 fight, but most everybody thought Chris Eubank would win. Well, I remember Chris Eubank fought Billy Joe Saunders and lost pretty good to him. So, how is it that this guy, Chris Eubank, is touted as such a great fighter when he lost to somebody that lost to somebody else, right? It didn't seem like he was all that great of a fighter. And I knew that Liam Smith was a good fighter because I remember the fight with Liam Smith and Canelo, and I thought Liam Smith was winning that fight as well, and Canelo would lose. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just like the Billy so Joe Sanders fight, Canelo hits... Liam Smith in the side, right where the kidney is. And he goes down and he's gone. He's out. And I thought, wait a minute. I went back and watched some other Canelo fights. And I realized this happens almost every time. Whenever Canelo looks like he's about to lose, he comes up with this punch and just, that's it. It's over. And I thought, how could this little guy, he's like five foot seven or five eight, right? He's, I mean, how could this little guy be so strong? He could just punch you and boom, it's over. And... Then I did some research and I found out that he's been accused of what they call stacking. And what that means is that before they put the glove on, they put some gauze on your around your knuckles and then some tape and then some gauze and some tape. And they build it up into this hard, solid rock mass. And nobody realizes you're doing it because everybody puts a little gauze around their knuckles. But what they do is they stack it with this other kind of stuff. 
And he was called out, called out on it a couple of times. They said, hey, that's stacking. I'm not going to allow that. So Canelo does this. And what he does is he gets his, his fist to be like a, a stone, like a rock. It's all rigged. And then when he hits you with that, it may take two or three hits because a lot of these guys can withstand quite a bit of a punch. But he hits them a couple times and then they're, they're out of there because like he's hitting them with bricks. So this is cheating and this is what they do. I just wanted to share with you some of the ways that they cheat. And that's, of course, why then somebody like Canelo never loses because whenever he gets in that spot, he just, boom, hits him with this solid rock in the eye or in the side where the kidney is and they're out. Now, if you have a promoter that is working for the world agenda and you have another promoter that's not working for the agenda or it, that it's getting a little bit too proud and doesn't know who's buttering his bread, who's putting the icing on his cake, but they get a little pompous and start thinking that nobody can take him down and they're going to start controlling boxing. And the agenda people who really run and own everything in the world, they won't stand for that. And they'll find a way to bring that person down. And I think that we have somebody here at this time in world heavyweight promotion of the boxing industry that they might be trying to do that to. I've watched, there's a guy named Eddie Hearn that promotes Canelo Alvarez and you know, for a while, he was doing great. He was promoting Anthony Joshua. He was promoting Canelo, Golovkin. And it's funny, those are his top three guys. But since they've been trying to take him out, the other side, um, the, the guys that promote Tyson Fury, the British individuals, they're little short guys, I believe they're part of the family, if you know what I mean. They run the show. And I think they're getting a little tired of this Eddie Hearn having all the big fighters and kind of taking over the show. So they've been hounding him and laughing at him and making him a la laughing stop. So Eddie Hearn makes this new venture to, to create thing called, something called matchroom boxing. It's supposed to make millions and he's going to like control all the fighters and, and everyone, but he will go and sign with Eddie Hearn. He's going to make all his money. Well, that didn't sit very well with the family, right? The ones who really run the show. Remember how Donald Trump used to promote fighters, right? In his casino. And so this is a very big thing. It's not just how much money they make, although they make a lot of money, but it's promotions. Like that's why Trump promoted boxing because it made him famous. He got his name in the paper. And he also promoted, you know, Miss America or Miss USA or something. I don't remember which. So there's reasons why... Things are happening, but we don't ever notice it. So I watched when they started getting mad at Eddie Hearn because he was going to do this matchroom boxing. And all of a sudden, they started laughing and, and, and cutting him down. And, and they started having an argument, kind of an ongoing feud, both these promoters. And then all of a sudden, all of Eddie Hearn's biggest fighters that's making them all this millions, they start losing. So, Eddie Hearn has Anthony Joshua and he ends up losing. Well, the crazy thing is, is that Eddie Hearn has signed Usyk. So, you see the situation here. Eddie Hearn's the guy they don't want, they don't like. 
Eddie Hearn's probably not in on what the agenda is. And he sees the whole world loves Ukraine. And he thinks, oh, we want to make money. Everybody's laughing at me. They're trying to take me out. So I'm going to make sure that I've got the winning fighter. Either Joshua or Usyk. Could, you know, because Joshua was the heavyweight champion. So he knows that Joshua's going to have to fight Tyson Fury. And he, he probably figures that Tyson Fury can beat Joshua. So in his mind, he thinks, well, maybe if we get the Ukrainian, they'll have to let us win because they're not going to let the Ukrainian lose because it's political. So Eddie Hearn's hedging his bet. He's, he's promoting both Anthony Joshua and Usyk. But what he doesn't know is it's a big ruse. They're not going to let Ukraine win the war. They're not going to let this Usyk, this Ukrainian boxer, win the heavyweight title. They're going to humiliate Ukraine. They're going to bring in Trump and things are going to start popping that's going to change everything in the world and the whole world's going to rejoice and we're going to be happy. Oh, yay, Ukraine's you know, the wicked witch is dead. Pelosi's gone. Biden, the old bumbling idiot's gone. We're going to vote in Trump. Ukraine's gone. Yay. And we finally got a British heavyweight champion of the world that's the greatest of all time. I noticed that they're already trying to say that Tyson Fury may be the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. Already. And he's really only just fought Wilder. That's about it. He had a trilogy with Wilder. He anyway fought White and Chisora, a couple of guys. But come on. Muhammad Ali fought all kinds of people like Frazier and Norton and, and, and Foreman and all these amazing fighters. They're all excellent fighters in their own right. How can you say that some guy that waltzes in there and takes out one of the heavyweight champions? Or, well, two of them, Klitschko and... Wilder, which I love him, and I do think Fury probably is a great heavyweight champion. But it's just that they're already saying that he's the greatest, and everybody's saying that Usyk cannot beat Tyson Fury. But you see, the question is, are they just building this up because they like the Ukraine, and it's some sort of uh, political thing, they gotta let the Ukrainian win? How would that ever happen? This guy's Tyson Fury, six foot nine. He's never lost. He's as good a fighter as Usyk. He's way taller and bigger. He knows how to fight. There's no way that guy could lose unless he takes a knee. Unless they pay him to lose. I don't see how he could lose. So you can see then that the only solution is that they're setting this up. Yeah, all if you watch the news, it looks like Biden's a great guy. It looks like Pelosi's almost wonderful. All the socialists are is wonderful. All the socialists are wonderful, right? Oh boy, the terrorists coming over the border—that's a wonderful thing. The fentanyl and all this, this is wonderful, right? We need more of this stuff, right? We need—we don't need any oil. We need to let everybody just die. Let this war in Ukraine just keep right on going. But you see. The American people know they don't like any of that. It's all being orchestrated and set up. Once they switch the positions and get rid of Biden and Pelosi, as they've already done, and the next step is they're going to start running Trump and he's going to start winning. And guess what? I suspect that 
right after the heavyweight champion of the world is won by a a British gypsy king, you know, of, of the lineage of these bare-knuckled gypsy fighters. It's, it's like they control boxing. Of course they're going to want their man to be the greatest of all time. They've set this up to love Fury. They've set it up to hate Usyk. A little rabbit guy with a little space missing between his teeth. A little short guy. Nobody likes him. He's got this little ponytail and little earring. He's a little, he's a little gay guy. See, that's another thing that they've been promoting is gays, transgender. They don't want to do that. When the New World Order comes in, they're going to be putting people like that in jail. It'll be against the law in the New World Order. And by the way, it'll be against the law to be a Christian too. Just saying. Tyson Fury, I believe, is heavy into some kind of kind of like a mafia in the boxing. I mean, he's a the gypsy king and the gypsy knuckle, bare knuckle fighters have a long history. They were, they were like uh, famous boxers and they got into boxing for so many years that I think they even run boxing. I mean, Tyson Fury's uncle is a, is a trainer and I think a promoter and, 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 and all of his kids are in boxing and his family and stuff like this. And, and there's some mafia people that are kind of into the gambling end of it or the, or the shenanigan part of it. And they're in cahoots with Tyson. So he's having to find lawyers to, to, they were going to, they were even thinking about not letting him come to America because he had some connection or involvement with this mafia guy. So we know there's some real heavy connections with the family. But of course, nothing's going to happen to him because he's family, this family, right? They got all the connections. They, they don't ever go to jail. It's like John Gotti or whatever. They're doing all kinds of criminal things, but they never get caught. And they can make or break you, bam, at will. So I think because Eddie Hearn is so connected and has a lot of money and had a lot of the big fighters, they had to systematically, they decided they were going to take him out. So they took down his number one fighter, Anthony Joshua, to start with. And then right after that, Canelo loses. He loses for the first, well, it's like the second time he's ever lost. But he had this winning streak for this huge career. And everybody thought Canelo was pound for pound the greatest fighter in the world. He never loses. And boom, now he loses. And so somebody else takes that belt. So Eddie Hearn's losing. He's losing. And then Golovkin, of course, is losing. But. The people that are going to take over are going to be promoted by the other side. That's Tyson Fury. Here's the deal. Tyson Fury, though, is going to fight in, I think, 1st of April, somewhere around early April. He's going to fight Usyk for the heavyweight, the uh, what they're calling the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He'll have all the belts. And if Tyson Fury wins, he'll be considered one of the greatest of all time because he'll have cleaned out all his generation He'll have won them all, knocked them out, and be set upon his throne as the greatest of all time. If Uzik wins, he, it's similar for him. He might have to fight a couple more people, but he'll kind of be like the greatest of all time. Now, wouldn't it be right in line with their plans to go ahead and have a Ukrainian be that man? If 
it's true that there are all these you know, NAZs over there, this German, you know, what? remember Russia was going into the Ukraine to de-not, you know, suffy. And, and, and of course, in America, we're like, oh, there's no such thing. I don't know what he's talking about. But yet they keep talking about it. See how they play the good side, bad side, good cop, bad cop. They, they'll tell you the, there's certain things that they say on the news that they don't want you to believe. Well, maybe it, 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 the truth got out and we found out there were a bunch of, you know, Germans over there in the Ukraine. And so they just went ahead and let it go public as controlled opposition so that they can have control of the narration. Like I've said before, they don't want Putin to lose. And I'll show you why I know that we're going to prove that. But I'm going to, before we prove that or show the evidence for that, I don't know about proof or anything, but we're going to show the evidence for that, that they don't want Putin to lose, that Putin and the United States are in on this together. And how do we really know that? Well, it is very obvious if you think about it. Number one, what is their number one goal? Bring in the one world government. Well, you've got to have chaos. And out of chaos comes the the new system, right? Number one, how are you going to take down the United States and Europe and China and and take it all down and then set up a one world? Well, you're going to have to have a war. Now, if you're going to do that, you don't want anybody to win. You wouldn't want the United States to win because then the United States would like, yay, we don't need a one world government. The United States wins. And if, if, if you want a one world government, you don't want Europe to win because then they're like, yay, Europe wins and we, you know, then they, they take over the world. I remember, remember after World War One and Two, it was the Soviet Union and America that was running the world because they won the war, supposedly. That's what they say. Of course, we know that, you know, the Germans really won the war and we're being ruled over by them. So there's these little Bavarians that's running everything and we know that. But anyway, we're talking about appearances. So they can't have the United States win. The whole point is we got to take these Christians out. Just like we took the the Muslims out in, in the Middle East, right? We had to take them out because we, we can't have some one world Muslim government, right? We're going to have a one world government that's worshiping Yahweh according to our scriptures, right? The law and order that comes from these Judeo-Christian values, which, by the way, is not what Christ taught. He didn't teach Judeo-Christian values. He didn't start Christianity. He didn't believe in the Yahweh of the Old Testament. But the Bible says in Revelation chapter 17 and 18, that's what this is all about. They'll get the mark of the beast upon their hand or forehead, which is the law of Moses, as we've said and pointed this out many times. So, we've got to have law and order, and Trump's the law and order guy, right? But, in the meantime, you've got to set this up to where all the bad guys are crazy anarchists, right? Because they want law, they want soldiers, they want armies, but they want you to hate anarchy by making anarchy riots and everything in the streets, war. They don't want you to have, want war anymore. War serves a purpose only to take down the civilization. After this is all done and they have the new world government, they don't want any more war. They'll just have armed militia in the streets forcing you to comply. And in order to get that to, 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 to be established, they've got to have some desire in, in the public for it. 
They want us to, to want the one world government. They want us to want the new world order. That's why they're giving us these phones at this particular time so we can entertain ourselves while this whole thing's being carried out and we can listen and everybody, they can say, hey, look, everybody knew. We told y'all on the social media what we were doing. You guys are the ones who said we didn't like Ukraine. You guys are the ones who said you didn't like this present world system. You're the ones who demanded transgenderism, but then then you got out of control. See, you started going crazy. And this just proves that you people can't rule. We can't have democracy. You guys are out there wanting transgenderism. You guys are wanting insanity. You guys are running around killing each other. You got all these guns. You can't have a, a constitution and a second amendment because that's just crazy because you're all killing each other. And by the way, global warming's real because look, we, we can control earthquakes now. So you'll all be like, oh, please help us save this. Oh God, you know, protect us from mother nature. So it's all being orchestrated. They want this. So I'm sure that Russia's going to kill several birds with one stone. Not only are they taking the oil away from Europe and the United States, which they don't want us to have cars or oil or anything like that. It's a new world system. There's not going to be any more cars and combustible engines and any of that. So how are they going to do that in a matter of just a year or two? Jesus is coming. They ain't got much time. Well, they're going to have to do this little thingy shenanigan for a couple of years to get us used to being controlled for our own good. And so pandemics and wars is orchestrated to get us to understand that they're their savior. Right? So they don't want Putin to lose this until the world's in ruins. And they want you to hate Ukraine. They will want you to hate Ukraine because they don't care. Do you really think that they're going to let people run around saying that they got to denazify, you know, Ukraine? Why would they promote this idea that maybe these people are mm, NAZIs, right? They wouldn't let the cat out of the bag unless they really are NAZIs and they don't want you to believe that. So they'll let the story go out there and then they'll prove that they don't like these NAZIs because the whole world hates Ukraine anyway and they'll just wipe Ukraine off the face of the map clearing the ground for more, you know, space for the UN to, you know, to to branch out and and Germany will then Germany will take over, right? That's probably why the Germans are sending in these tanks. So remember this is exactly how they did it in World War 1 and World War 2. The war took place in Germany. Well, those are the people that's running the world. The Bavarian Illuminati, the Swiss bank, they financed the whole thing. And so they had this pretend war and they leveled Germany. Why? Because anybody in Germany that wasn't of this elite Bavarian uh, Nephilim or whoever they are that's running the world that's infiltrated the, the Europe, they are just a small family. They can leave in their little jets while the country's leveled and then they can come back and take over the country. So there probably is a bunch of these NAZIs over there in Ukraine. They're just going to leave on their jet while they devastate and completely level that country. And afterwards, they'll spend our taxpayer money to rebuild it after their New World Order plans. And... You must know that Lenin 
Trotsky and these guys that, you know, in the Bolshevik revolution over Russia, created the KGB and the CIA after they brought them over here in Project Paperclip. These guys are the same people that run Russia, that run Hollywood, that run Jehovah's Witnesses and modern Mormons and, 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 and the, the Masons and the Freemasons all around the world and BlackRock and all of these, Facebook and, and, and the Goggle Brothers and all these guys, they are the very people that took over Russia and, the, and created the KGB and the CIA and, and that's the shadow government. They're all this little family from Bavaria. See? And by the way, why do the Germans, why are they allowed to have these amazing tanks and, and these weapons if they're not supposed to be in, they're not allowed to have an army? Remember, they lost both World War One and Two supposedly. And yet, they're the ones with the most sophisticated weapons? They're the ones with all the money and the financing? Yeah, they're the ones that run the world. So it's all, whatever you think is going on, it's always the opposite. So if they want you to believe that Ukraine is beloved by the elite, then you have to understand the elite just wants you to get angry. They know you don't like them. They know that whatever they like, you hate. And so they want you to hate riots. They want you to hate this anarchy so that you'll get down on your knees and beg for this new world order. So when will they switch gears? Well, it's already happening. Pelosi's gone. Biden's going to be going. They're going to be running Trump, he's going to win. They're not going to be able to impeach him or, or, or arrest him or anything like that. He's going to win, win, win. And then Putin's going to say, yeah, Trump's a nice guy and we'll just end this war now. But darn it, Biden's already destroyed the earth, right? So we'll, we'll have to, you know, like, oh, dun, 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 and Trump will hand over the government to Israel. And yeah, that's the way it'll work. So I want to show you from another angle why I believe this is going to happen. And it has to do with Tyson Fury fighting Usyk. Usyk's from the Ukraine. Now, you would think if they're all for the Ukraine, that's what it looks like. Up to now, we've been fighting for about a year. And and and, and all the scuttlebuttle on CNN, Fox News, everything is Russians are bad, Ukraine is good, right? And this is, goes back all the way uh, for years. Remember, the, the Pelosi was over there making all this millions. Her son in the oil, and Biden's son was over there making money off the Ukrainians, and they were accusing uh, Trump to be involved with the Russians, but they were really conspiring with the Ukrainians, and, you know, it's just an evil plot that you can see unfolding. But remember, a lot of times, they'll do a lot of evil deeds with these evil people, and once everybody starts realizing that, that, that this is evil, what they do is down the road 10 years, they'll expose the whole thing and say, oh, yep, they were evil. Well, we, you know, by that time, Biden's dead or he's in the senior citizen, you know, home or something. And Pelosi's gone. She's, she's a senior citizen. So you can't really arrest him at this point. Hillary's already senile. So you can't go back 10, 20 years later and arrest these people. But once they get too old and, 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 Things change and there's a new agenda and Trump's coming in and now they want to go, okay, the bad guys are gone. They did all this bad stuff. It was it was Biden and the socialists. It was the Ukraine that was the bad guys. And now Trump's coming in, he's gonna be president. And Trump will be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh back Russia. Everybody in the world, they're holding up signs in Australia for Russia. People love Putin. 
all around the world. And I think they want us to like Putin. I think they want us to want Russia to win. I don't think they want us to like Ukraine. I mean, think about because of this Ukrainian war, because of these Ukrainians, Europe doesn't have any oil. Don't you think they're a little resentful? Don't you think people in the NATO countries probably hate Ukraine, not Russia? Because they know that we pushed Putin into this. They know what, what they're trying to do. Right? This has to do with the fact that Ukraine was never supposed to be getting all this bombs and tanks and stuff from America right up on Putin's border. Everybody sympathizes with Russia. So this is a ploy for years to build up all this hate for socialism, for, for, uh, you know, cause we, they, I think in the end they're going to promote capitalism. Right? And, Perhaps that's why some years ago with Perestroika, Russia became a capitalist society. They're really not communist really anymore. They're more, they're just about as capitalist as we are. And don't misunderstand, I'm not saying free trade or democracy. Well, I don't even believe in democracy. Um, well, the Republic, right, or the Constitution, they're not for that. But capitalism is a whole different thing. And what that means is that the elite get to rule over us. They got a monopoly on everything. And you're done. All right. That's what capitalism means. And it, it's nice, right? They built the word capitalism up to be, you know, the free world, right? Rather than communism. So that's why, probably why perestroika happened, because they wanted Russia to be more in line with capitalism. And, and we're all on the same page here, right? It's a one world government. But the people that we really don't like are the Germans. And so... Now, the Germans are the ones that's got these tanks that are the best-made tanks in all the world. How come Germans are making the best tanks in all the world when they lost two world wars and were supposed to never have a standing army? Because we can't trust them anymore, right? They might, they might uh, have an army. But I guarantee you that something's happening in the background that we think one thing, and that's what they want us to think, and then... They come along with a hero and says, the world hates the Ukraine. And the only people that ever loved the Ukraine and kept promoting it for years and was hating Russia is all these bad guys like Pelosi and Biden that they're now going to be out. Right? They, they orchestrated this idea that patriots like Putin. Trump likes Putin. They're friends, right? Putin and Trump talk nice to each other. But Biden's always like, I hate him and Putin, I hate Biden. And, and so they're, they're orchestrating this war. Now you would think then that if Usyk is from the Ukraine and there's going to be this heavyweight champion of the world, this, this bout for the heavyweight championship of the world, the, the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world, that they would want the Ukrainian to win, right? And then they're going to have Putin be destroyed and we're going to, the United States will go in there and mop up and the Soviet Union's gone and America's great and we win and pooey with Trump and pooey with Putin and yay with Zelensky and all of that. Well, nobody likes Zelensky. He's an actor. Nobody likes Ukraine. People love Putin. So maybe the reason we love Putin and we love Russia now is because they have been promoting this in such a way, orchestrating it in such a way that that's the way we 
would see it. They wanted us to see it that way. And that way, when they have the one world order, we can blame it on Pelosi and Biden and the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. And remember how they were always leaking, you know, a few months ago, they were talking about they found all these labs over there in the Ukraine. Hmm, maybe they leaked that on purpose or maybe they set that up so that once this is all over and the New World Order comes along, they won't have any need to have pestilences because they'll be the saviors. They'll be, you know, no more pestilence, no more war, just martial law. And everybody will be, you know, downloaded into their AI computer or whatever. But then they could just say, oh, yeah, well, it was Ukraine and the people that were promoting the Ukraine's Biden and he's gone. We're not going to put his picture up there on the wall anymore, right? And, oh yeah, Epstein, that terrible, terrible, evil man. And it was all Epstein and Biden and Pelosi and the Ukraine and the and all the labs and, and, and Fauci and maybe Bill Gates will take the fall too. Because, you know, they could go off into the sunset and, and, and be a, a silent hero, right? Like... Hister, right over there in Bavaria, right? He took the the knee for the team, right? That's how they do it. And we'll be so happy when their fighter loses and Tyson Fury, the British heavyweight champion of the world, he's famous, he's so wonderful, we all love him, right? He gets up on the stage, he puts on a show. People love him. I mean, he can talk to people. He could, it's like Muhammad Ali. People loved him, right? And the same thing kind of thing was going on there. Remember, Muhammad Ali was at his peak, heavyweight champion of the world, and they took his belt away because he wouldn't go into the war with, what, was it Vietnam or something? Well, you see, at the time, they wanted everybody to, to, say, okay, we need this war. We, we wanted people to like the war, to want the war. But at the same time, they wanted an undercurrent of people that hate the war because they knew eventually the war would end and they could promote it like, well, America finally got out of the war, right? But the bad guys, the darn Nixon was the problem. We had to impeach him, right? The war was bad, but we had the wrong people promoting the, the wrong war. But once the war is over... People in America, they're encouraged to hate Vietnam. They paid a bunch of hippies to go out and do LSD in the streets with little peace signs, which really was the victory sign, and 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 stage these big, huge demonstrations against the Vietnam War. So in the, in the end, they wanted the public to hate the Vietnam War. They wanted that. And therefore, we would stand up for Muhammad Ali and go, yay, Muhammad Ali! And eventually, the war was over. Muhammad Ali came back and got his heavyweight belt back again. And he was declared the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, Muhammad Ali. And because they wanted him to be loved, they, they, they orchestrated the hate for Vietnam. And they're doing the same thing now. They want you to hate Ukraine. Because, look, for... A hundred years, it's been capitalism in the West run by the American people, you know, the United States of America, Washington, D.C., and communists over there in the East, in Russia, and there was two sides, communism and capitalism. 
The other side in the middle was socialism, and that's really just the Germans, is what they were, the socialist, not, you know, NAZ party or whatever. But, so, yeah, there is a, a denazification going on here because we're going to get rid of these guys and nobody really even knows who they are, right? This is just a straw man because the elite that run the world aren't originally, they, they don't have to say, oh, we're German. All the, you know, they can get by as anything. They're just some Caucasian person. So we could put the blame on, on some straw man like NAZ and everybody can claim, well, we're not part of it, right? And then we'll just wipe out these NAZ and the whole world will rejoice. Meanwhile, the people who were the NAZ have now changed masks and they're now the good guys and they're saving the world. And they've created a one-world government and we're cheering for them. So that's what's going on. They want you to believe that the Ukrainian people are loved by our evil NAZ socialist dictators. And no matter what we say, you know, because we, the world loves Trump, but like we hate Trump, right? The, the elite hate Trump, but the world loves Trump. So the elite, as long as they're in power, will continue to pretend to hate Trump and take him to court and try to impeach him and all of this, but it'll never, it'll all fail because in the end, Trump will become president. And the world will cheer Trump and victory and they'll be happy with the new world order. See? So they've got to destroy the world. So what they're going to do is they're going to have the heavyweight championship of the world, the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world, that's due to the schedule to happen somewhere in the early April. And that's probably going to be right about the time. Remember, that's, that's spring, right? And they say they're, the Russians are going to have this big offensive during, in the spring. So something big's going to happen and probably Ukraine will be wiped off the face of the map. And then they'll come down into Europe and take all their oil, right? <laughs> And devastate the cities because we need a one world government. So we've got to just probably just redo Berlin, you know, and take that out so we can rebuild that. London, you know, who knows? They may drop one on the Washington DC as well. Anyway, guys, I just thought you'd like to hear this concept. I, you know, there's no telling if all of this is correct or anything. This is speculation, but it's how I see things. Well, it's one possible scenario that we might be facing here in the spring. And that's probably going to be about the time that I don't see Russia ending it there. They'll probably go through Ukraine and go into Poland. I don't know. Maybe they'll go all the way into Europe and down to France. And that'll be about the time that Trump will become president and he'll say, I'm going to stop this. And he'll, you know, sort of anoint the Antichrist, whoever that might be. Maybe he's the Antichrist. I don't know. But then we'll have this great tribulation. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go, guys. I really hope you have a wonderful day. Oh, and by the way, don't be, don't be worried. Have no fear. Jesus says, don't be worried because not one hair of your head will be harmed as long as you have Faith and endure into the end. 
Christians are not appointed under the wrath. The wrath that is coming is coming to take this old wicked world out. Jesus is coming. Lift up your heads for your deliverance is nigh. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow. May the Lord bless you. Have a good one.